Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, CEO and founder of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we're going to be talking about an important question. Is your doctor speaking your language? I think it's one of the foundations, especially when you're trying to get healthy, is to make sure that you have the right doctor in your corner. We're going to talk about the different types of doctor-patient relationships, why having a mismatch can almost be deadly, as well as I'm going to give some a, a couple examples of how a mismatch can be misconstrued. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and tell one friend, you know what, tell five friends about this week's episode. This week, we are going to be talking about an important question. I've been kind of leading up to this question, which I think is kind of self-explanatory. Is your doctor speaking your language? And we're going to talk about why that's important. Now, we've kind of mentioned the importance of going for your annual physical exam. We've kind of mentioned some of the really common issues why you may go for your physical exam, whether it be hypertension, whether it be high cholesterol, whether it be just your annual checkup, just making sure your diabetes is in order. But before you can actually get to that point where you're building some level of rapport and taking care of yourself, you got to know if your doctor is speaking your language. And I think this leads right into, I think, one of the most important aspects of healthcare, one that doesn't get talked about a lot because of all of the other issues associated with healthcare and just taking care of yourself, but the doctor-patient relationship. Now, this is something that I've been really following and studying pretty much since I became a medical student, like, because I was always interested And this one question, how is it that one patient can go see a doctor and that doctor is the best doctor in the world, but another patient go see that same doctor and they're like, "Ah, I don't like the way he spoke or, you know, he didn't give me enough time or I'm going to go find someone else. Right. It was, it was a very intriguing question for me. So, and I think what kind of led to it, we're going to, I'm going to talk about it towards the end as far as, you know, when you have this mismatch of an audience, because I think that's what sometimes happens. Sometimes the relationship just isn't there. We don't realize that it isn't there because we don't even realize what's better or what, what's out there. You know how they say sometimes, you know how they say the grass isn't green on the other side, but sometimes it actually is. Sometimes it's a lot greener. Sometimes there's a lot more water. There's a lot more flowers, a lot more fertilizer on the other side. You don't know it yet because you're standing on the wrong side. So let's talk about this doctor-patient relationship just to kind of get a, a kind of a, a foreground, right? I always think about it in three different types of relationships, especially from a historical standpoint. The old doctor-patient relationship, but I don't want to say old, I should say the oldest. The oldest doctor-patient relationship says, I go to see a doctor, I go to see Dr. Barry. Dr. Barry says, hey, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. I don't really question Dr. Barry. I don't even know what questions to ask Dr. Barry. So I'm just going to follow X, Y, and Z. 
Dr. Barry said, hey, I want you to jump five times before you walk in out the room. I'm going to jump five times before walking out the room because that's just you know what I knew. But then as we've kind of moved on, especially with this information age, you've had this divergence of different types of patient-doctor relationship. And I think the three that are most important, obviously the first one I mentioned, now you have the second one where, hey, you know what? I know a little bit about a little bit. Like I'm doing my reading. Like I, I went on Google, I went on WebMD. I have some questions. So now you have a patient who actually has a little, who's a little bit more informed. More importantly, they actually want to be more informed. Like when I talked about that first patient, that first patient, we'll say patient A. Patient A really did not matter or really didn't care to know all of the ins and outs. So they typically don't really want to know how that medication works. They don't really care how that medication works. They just want to make sure that it actually works. And as long as it works, however it gets to point A to point B, they're totally fine. But that doesn't really work with patient B. Patient B said, hey, you know what? I got high blood pressure. I got high cholesterol. I got diabetes. But before you start just prescribing 10 different medications, like let's talk about the medications. Let's talk about why I should be on it. Let's talk about the benefits. Let's talk about, you know, some certain issues possibly associated with the medications. Like, I want to know all of those things there. And then after, you know, hey, doc, me and you come to a conclusion, we like we meet somewhere in the middle. Then it's like, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with you, doc. I, I'm going to do that. So that's patient B. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Now, patient C, patient C, I think gets a bad rap. Patient C is when, in the, you know, I see some of my colleagues, they have those like mugs that says, like Google is not your doctor or something in that regards. Patient C is a type who will, again, use the internet or use whatever resources they have, whether it be, you know, my, my brother was on this medication. I knew someone who was on this medication. I read a blog post. I watched a video by someone who was not you. Patient C will be like, hey, I done did all of my research here. And you're telling me I have high blood pressure? Okay, I want this medication here. You're telling me I have high cholesterol? Okay, I'm going to do this regimen here. I'm not going to do what you recommend. I'm going to do this regimen here. So patient C comes off as a little bit more demanding to the physician. And even though I mention all of these different types of scenarios for a patient, patient A, patient B, and patient C, you can just use that same inverse to think, all right, what type of doctor am I? Am I, the talk, am I the type of doctor that just gives my patient orders and expects them to follow them? Dr. A. Am I the type of doctor that says, hey, you know what? This is what you got. And if you got some questions, let's talk about it. Let's come to a happy medium. That's Dr. B. Am I the type of doctor that's like, Hey, you know what? I don't really know what, uh, you know, I don't really know what I want to do for you. Oh, you have some information? Okay, I'll follow it. So all of the, again, and what you'll find is that you'll have one patient A 
who acts a certain way with a certain doctor, but they may not act that certain way to another doctor. So these aren't really concrete categories that the doctors and more importantly, the patients stay in. They change depending on who's across from them. And I wouldn't, I joke jokingly, I always talk about, I think one of the reasons why I am as great of a physician that I am, you know, to my own horn, is that not only do I recognize all of these different types of patients, I recognize that even in me, I am all of those different types of doctors. And I know that if patient A, you know, the person who just like says, hey, just tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. If they run into a doctor who's like, well, you know, you tell me what you want to do. Let me, you ask me questions. If they run into those types of doctors, guess what? They're going to think that doctor is indecisive, doesn't know what they're talking about. They're going to find someone else because they came to you to get direction and you're asking them for advice. You're asking them for some assistance. You're asking them what do they think about it. And they're not here to think. They're here to do because that's the relationship that they want to establish. So when I talk about this importance of doctor-patient relationship, a lot of it can be life or death. Because if you're not in the right doctor-patient relationship, you don't trust your doctor. You won't go see your doctor. You won't you know, follow the directions of the doctor. Like you, you won't do any of those things affiliated with taking care of yourself because of that mismatch. So that's why it's not something that we should necessarily blow off Especially, especially as a physician who, again, I take care of patients in the hospital, long-term care center, rehab. So I'm constantly having to adjust the type of physician I need to be because the cues that I'm picking up from the patient I'm speaking to. And when you have rigidness on both sides, when you have rigidness on both sides, that can be a recipe for disaster. So let's let let's let's talk about what led me up to even thinking about like, you know what, we should probably touch base on this doctor-patient relationship again. A couple of things. So I was I'm on TikTok. If you don't know, I'm on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. I appreciate you. Link in the description. So I'm on TikTok and I see a TikTok come across my feed of a therapist who has been fired because of a, a TikTok video that she did. And I'll, I'll link the, in, in the description, I'll link the video. So she gets fired for this video that she made where she was essentially giving her opinion based off research that came out of an article in Psychology Today. So she was giving her opinion based off the article that was written in Psychology Today. She didn't write the article. But what, what happened was it got so much backlash because of how she gave that opinion. And if again, if you see a couple of these videos, you'll kind of understand. She has a she has a mannerism about how she presents her information. She just has a way of her her even her vocabulary, right? Some people may think it's like, oh my God, it's crude, it's rude, it's oh, she's cursing. Like they may, you know, they may be clutching their pearls just listening to her. But me, because I'm on social media, and I've been on social media for you know too too long now, especially as Dr. Barry Pierre. I recognize, you know what is this is was this kind of just random, or is this how she really is? Because that's really the big issue. A lot of times when we're having conversations 
with our patients when we're and we're on we're on social media and we're having conversations with our audience we have a certain voice we have a certain manner that we present ourselves and usually when you jump outside of the way you typically present yourself is usually when problems arise so of course i go to i'm watching several of her videos and they're all pretty similar. In fact, like the one that she's referencing that got her fired, I'm like, wow, they fired you for that? Like it, it was so benign in comparison to all of her other videos. And comments were being made like, oh, that's not professional. That's unethical. That's this, that's that. And again, I'm, I'm coming to the defense, especially as a person who's on social media saying, hey, we are not all this cookie cutter you know, you know, check the box type of standard when we're talking to our audience. More importantly, our audience uh, does not come to us for the level of cookie cutting uh, discussion uh, that, you know, may seem as the quote unquote standard. She had developed a relationship with her audience. That way her audience knew how she spoke. Her audience knew her mannerisms. Her audience knew how she felt about certain topics. But what happened is that people outside of her audience was able to consume her information because, again, that's what social media is, was able to consume that information. And all of a sudden, they wanted to put her in this box of being unprofessional, unethical, and, oh, my God, she's cursing. And and I think that's what happens when you are in a doctor-patient relationship that you shouldn't be in. So here is this therapist who, who has built a great audience of social media following doing what she does, presenting herself the way that she does. And someone else says, oh, you know what? Oh, this isn't, what? Oh, I don't, I don't. Someone who does that clearly does not rock with the way she presents to her audience is now, again, almost, you know, threw themselves to the fire to, to feign outrage. And that's what happens when you're working with a physician and you don't have that doctor-patient relationship that you need to or there's such a significant mismatch, like one of you guys are not conforming to the other, because sometimes it is a two-way street. A lot, Sometimes you can find a doctor, you can be a patient A and find Dr. A, match made in heaven. Sometimes you can find, you can be patient A and you match with Dr. A slash B. Like he does A very well, but he can do some B. So you match well. But if you're a patient A and now you got it with a Dr. C, it's 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 all she wrote. And and that is that's the mismatch. Now, again, on social media, you have fame, you have outrage. But when you're taking care of yourself, when you're following up with your doctor, if you have that level of disconnect, if that level of okay, mismatch is occurring, that could be a life or death situation, is which I stress. Because that is what is so important when you're trying to take care of yourself. Again, I say all the time, I can write you the best medications. Like I can do the, I can tell you the best algorithms that are going to get you from point A to point B and hopefully get you healthier. But if there's something that me and you are not, like if we're not meeting eye to eye, like ultimately you, the patient is going to be affected. So that's why it's very, very key for us to recognize more, one, who we are. Remember, you know, you know the motto, empower yourself for better health. Who are, who am I? What type of patient am I? Because if I can recognize what type of patient am I, 
then it makes sense what type of doctor I should be looking for. Then it makes sense when your friend says, oh my God, Dr. Barry is the most amazing physician ever. But then you go run to a Dr. Barry and you're like, that guy's the most amazing. Like some, like that is how that disconnect occurs. And we all talk about word of mouth, especially for physicians. And we're, we're, when we're gaining patients, a lot of it is word of mouth. That is the way, that is the reason why you can have some patients who can love you to death and some patients who after one visit, they're out of there, you're never seeing them. So I did a, it was a while ago, but I did a, a course on just choosing the right doctor. And a lot of it was just kind of answering, more importantly, asking the same questions uh, that I kind of asked today, right? Like, all right, what type of patient are you? You know, what type of relationship would you like with your doctor, right? Like, what are you more likely to respond to, right? These are just simple things. And then even just going through the step-by-steps on more importantly, like how is their front office? Like all of these different questions that you may not even think about. And I'll, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes, right? Just in case anybody wants to check that out. It's a, it's a free course, free video course. You hear me talking. It's, I did it a while ago, but you know, I think it's, it's such a universal topic that is just as relevant as it is today. And then I was on, I was in a clubhouse room just recently, like literally just recently at the time I'm recording this, um, the day prior where we had a lot of physicians um, kind of just educating the community on various topics. But then at the end, there was still this discussion from uh, a couple of people who were in the meeting said, hey, or who were in the clubhouse rooms, hey, like all y'all are saying, all the stuff y'all are saying sounds absolutely amazing. I still don't understand it. And by this time, we might have been in that room for like, because I, I joined on a little late. So they might have been in that room for like two hours. So imagine you're staying in a clubhouse room for two hours and the doctors are giving information, lecturing, not lecturing, but like kind of, again, just kind of expounding upon questions that being asked. And two hours later, you still don't understand what's going on. Like two hours later, you're still kind of lost and confused of what to do next. This is what happens in real life. For those who have, you know, who who have older, um, you know, elderly people in your family, when they go to the doctor's office, like, I want you to start just asking them, hey, what was that? What was the doctor's office about? You'd be surprised how many of them said, you know, what? I don't even know what he was saying, but he gave me some new medications to take. Because that is very common, very common. And that's why me, especially when I was doing outpatient medicine, I would make my patients like reply to me, say, hey, all right, all right, I know you're about to leave. Give me a second here. Tell me, tell me what we talked about today and what you understand. And you would be surprised to look of like, like almost like a ghost. They're like, wow. Yeah, doc, I'll be honest. I just, I just know you told me to get on some new medication. I said, okay, you know what? I understand that. Let's, 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 let me, let me, let me see if I can summarize before you go. Right. Because it's, it's true. Like, again, a lot of us, and that happens, right. If there's a mismatch there, that happens where the relationship just isn't there yet. And I know it's important for me to make sure that my patient trusts me, my patients love me, because then when they trust and love me, when I say, hey, I need you to go take this blood pressure medication, your blood pressure is high, they'll take their medications, even if they have no symptoms. When I say, hey, I need you to go follow up with this other doctor, even if they have no symptoms, they'll go follow up with the other doctor. Why? Because the trust is there. So I think I wanted to just kind of tie that in just because I just run into a few examples, kind of glaring examples of 
when that mismatch occurs, what can kind of happen, right? You have one where a mismatch occurs and social media outrage over how she talks to her audience. You have another where someone can sit in a clubhouse room for like two hours and still have no clue what is going on. Like this is real. This is real life. And um, I'm hoping that as, especially here in the lunch learning community, as we continue to build upon the lessons that we learn, because like I said, I know, you, you know, we get guests here and there and, you know, I'm talking about my, my medical talk. Um, I want you to be able to take this information, run with this information and then go seek, right? Go, go limit. All right. You know what? Especially because, you know, I ain't none of y'all doctors, right? Let me go to my doctor. Hey, he was just talking about high blood pressure. What should I do about this? He was just talking about making sure me and you see the eye to eye. What should I do about this? So I, I don't typically give homework. I do not typically give homework. Y'all know this. But for those who have a primary care doctor, I want y'all to say, hey, you know what? Doc, I'm just I'm just recognizing I just listened to this podcast or I just watched this uh, YouTube show with Dr. Barry. And I think I, I give patient A vibes again. And we'll just do a quick summary. Patient A is the patient who essentially goes to the doctor's office, listens to whatever the doctor tells them, doesn't really ask any questions, doesn't really want to know about any of the, the way things work. They just want the doctor's directions. That so that they can follow. Or maybe I'm patient B who listens to the doctor, likes to gather their own information, and then likes to see if them and the doctor can come to a happy median on how they're going to best take care of themselves, right? That's patient B. And then patient C, that, that they get the bad rap, but I don't, I don't think they should, right? But they get the bad rap because even on patient C, even if they're doing their Googling, they're doing their research, they're bringing you, uh, you know, paper printouts before the, the appointment even starts. Even if they're doing that, as long as you can guide them correctly, say, hey, you know what? I see I see what you're doing over here. I want you to go to this site, read up on it over on this site, because maybe the site you went to, eh, kind of shaky. But this site right here, you'll be good to go. Like if in doing that, like then let's follow the plan. Like, so yeah, we're not, we're not here to, you know, knock the patient sees of the world because there's a lot of them. Like there's zero, there's zero point to be knocking them because they're, they're coming to your office one way or the other. And I think it's imperative. More importantly, I, you know, I'll be honest, physicians, I know y'all going to hate me. I think it's imperative that the doctor is interchangeable. I don't think it's imperative that the patient becomes interchangeable because it's their life that gets affected. I think it's more important that a doctor is interchangeable. That's why when we talk about, hey, get these get these old guys out the way, a lot of times it's because they have, you know, singular thought processes of how they how the doctor and patient relationship works for them. And they only operate in that way. So they only operate in that way. And if they only operate in that way, unless you happen to be lucky and get all of those patients that way, you're going to be in trouble. So, again, just again, just ask your doctor, just let your doctor know, hey, I listen to this, this show or podcast. You know what? I think I'm patient C. Like, all right, one, do you agree? Do you agree that I'm patient C? Do you agree that I'm patient B? Do you agree that I'm patient A? And if so, what are we going to do about it? Like, because I want to make sure I'm the I'm the best, healthiest self uh, for the rest of my life, right? That, that just is what it is, right? So again, I'm your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. Again, thank you for joining another episode of Medicine Mondays or the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry podcast, depending on whether you're watching this or listening to this. I'm going to see you guys next week. 
Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board-certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.